Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated with Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group. I'm Walter Sorholt, and this is the podcast that's giving you the headline today you never thought you'd probably see come from this podcast, a bit contrary to what may seem as our mission here on the program to tell you all about Scott Dugan, all about meeting with a financial advisor and how helpful that can be to your financial and, of course, retirement future. But no, if you looked at the headline for today's show, you probably saw it say something along the lines of five reasons why you should never hire a financial advisor. Scott, are you uh, off your meds? I mean, what's going on? Why are we... (laughs) bringing up this you're actually on a lot of meds as you're recovering yes. from your sickness <laughs> I, I, that is true it's been a, been a few weeks i'm a little rusty and uh, my voice is almost back to a normal but i thought you know what let's kick this thing back off and talking about why you'd never ever hire an advisor <laughs> we're gonna have and, to investigate what was in those allergy meds this is true kind of this is true <laughs> But actually, think about you having this podcast. I get a lot of feedback from my clients and prospective clients, which I really appreciate. You know, they say they listen to it when they're working out or in the garden or, you know, commuting. But also, I get a few emails here and there. And I can always tell when that person is a do it yourselfer. They always want to comment about what we've you know talked about or written in an email. And they always want to let me know how great they do. An example, I just had an email that came across talking about diversification. And it was a long email this gentleman had taken time to write of why I was wrong and why I should reconsider in the fact that he not only managed his money, but he managed money for five of his friends as a sideline. But he went on to tell me that he's averaged a compounded rate of return of 26% per year since 1957. And so uh, there's an, yeah, exactly. So that puts them, you know, uh, and obviously I do not believe that one bit, but there's a person where he consumes all of our information, but has no desire or inclination to ever hire an advisor because we're going to talk about these five areas because he doesn't feel that he needs one. And that's fine. Not everyone needs help. Just like not everyone needs help with having their taxes prepared. I can do my taxes, but I thoroughly enjoy writing a check to delegate that task to someone that completely focuses on that, you know, how mm-hmm. my taxes done. So this is really, if someone's listening, you know, to the podcast, really looking at taking stock in how you feel and think about your finances and investing, and really to see, should you seek the help of a professional or should you you know not even consider it so that's that's the genesis of today's podcast so it's like the jeff foxworthy bit you might be a redneck instead if you know one of these five reasons applies to you you might not need a financial advisor exactly i didn't go too far in trying to be like uh, jeff foxworthy there but (laughs) keep the impressions at a minimum on this show so uh all right what's idea number one here reason number one why you should never hire a financial advisor Number one deals with financial peace of mind. And so on a scale of one to 10, if you rate yourself a nine or a 10 on that financial peace scale, why would you ever hire an advisor when you already have reached 
this peace of mind. You are completely confident in the amount of money you put together. You're confident in the investment plan and selection you put together, the financial plan, the estate documents. All those things are completely in order, and you've got 100% certainty that they'll get you to where you want to go. And a lot of the times when people come to us, it's because there's something that they're concerned about. There's something that's keeping them up at night. You know, if they they were sitting down and really talking, it's the things that they that scares them or worries them. As human beings and as couples, you know, there's things that my wife and I talk about, you know, about, you know, the future, things like that, that always things that are top of mind. But if you've got, you know, a nine or a 10 on the financial peace of mind scale, you probably don't need to work with an advisor. It seems like a pretty logical one, I would imagine, with the, uh, you know, if you're happy with, uh, you know, the way your home looks, you're not going to go hire a contractor to come and, you know, destroy it and fix it back up, right? So it's exactly, exactly. Look. All right. What about uh, second reason? So the number two is one of my favorites. If you think that an advisor has the ability to know in advance what markets are going to do, you do not need an advisor because that advisor doesn't know. And in fact, no one knows what the future holds. And I talk about this you know, a lot in the classes that I teach, but the idea that you know, right now the markets in the short term react to the news cycle. I think we can all agree on that. And I don't know what the news cycle is going to be this week or even tomorrow. So in essence, if the markets move with the media, and if I don't know what the media is going to be talking about today or this week, then I don't know what the markets, how are they going to react. Now, again, those are short-term things. You know, if the market has a blip up and down, just this recent market blip was because the trade talks and the tariff talks got derailed with China. Now, it doesn't mean that they're dissolving. It's just China pushed back, and we kind of had to go back to the drawing board. Now, long term, you know, the, China wants the U.S. as a trade partner and vice versa, and it may take a while to get this worked out. But those are short-term gyrations that really, for the long term, aren't that big of an effect. So, again, no advisor has a crystal ball, and no one knows what's going to be happening in the short term. But we know if history, you know, keeps repeating itself over time, the markets get larger, you know, the markets expand and they go upward and to the right. It's just not a straight line. So it's interesting when you can kind of look at it that way and just equal unpredictability. And if you think somebody has that magic answer, that magic bullet, that working magic eight ball, you're sorely mistaken there. Yeah, absolutely. It's very true. Okay. And that leads us to number three. If you like to check your portfolio every single day, because there's nothing that we can learn by looking at your net worth daily. You know, the average portfolio can move, you know, a quarter to half percent per day. You know, so that short term gyration, again, is no indicator of long term success. So most of the time people are hiring an advisor, so they don't have to check those values. Even my own personal, I, I manage a portion of what we have personally. And I outsource to a lot of the money managers that our clients use. And I do not look at our net worth or our statements on a daily basis. I check in once a month, and that is perfectly fine because I know that we've got a solid plan in place. And there's no reason to make any knee-jerk emotional reactions to the short-term movements of the markets. 
Yeah, you're just setting yourself up for uh, heart palpitations if you're checking <laughs> every single day, right? <laughs> yes. As in, always talk about our portfolios for our clients, they're going to be boring. They're not going to swing wildly. We want your life to be exciting, and we want your portfolio to be boring, predictable, and consistent. Yeah, you don't want your portfolio feeling like the Las Vegas Strip. That's the the opposite of what you're shooting for, right? Yeah, that's called speculation, not investing. Right, right. We're looking for uh, just you know good old Midwest small town stability and predictability there. Yes, singles <laughs> and doubles, as we like to call. That's right. So. That's right. All right. Those three reasons uh, so far make a lot of sense. I can't argue much with those. What else we got? Number four is a big one. And you think about trust does not come easy, especially in today's world, this you know, information is just coming at us. You know, with that term, the term fake news is a relatively new, you know, new phenomenon, a new part of our lexicon. But for a good reason, a lot of people struggle to trust others, maybe because of experiences they've had in the past, maybe their upbringing. There's a multitude of reasons why someone has trust issues. And it doesn't make someone bad at all. It makes you who you are. So in cases like this, it's probably best if you have a hard time trusting people and delegating you probably want to take control of your financial planning and your investing because you're probably not going to be able to get over the fact or, or gain trust in somebody. So, and you know, trust is a big deal. And I know I'm surrounded myself with professionals that I call my team members, whether it's our attorneys, our CPAs, you name it, those people we're surrounding ourselves with to delegate and I trust those people. Now it's trust over time. You know, we've got to they got to continue to earn that trust. But I delegate those tasks so I can focus on what's truly important to me. And that's why people, if they do have have the ability to trust a financial advisor, it's because they know that advisor is a fiduciary. They've got the client's best interest at heart, and they're going to give them advice that is applicable to their situation. They're going to help them make logical, rational decisions based on facts and emotion, not emotion and misunderstanding and misinformation. So trust is a big one. And if you have trouble trusting people, you're probably going to have a hard time working with a financial advisor. It's really interesting, your message here, Scott, because I would have thought that, you know, when it comes down to a thought like this, you know, trust doesn't come easy to you, that someone who is a financial advisor would instead take the approach of saying, you know, well, it'll be different with us. And you're, you're not going that direction. You're saying, you know what, if that's the case, we're not going to probably be a good fit for one another. Kind of very frank and very different than, I guess, what I was anticipating. Yeah, because our job as a financial planning firm is we have our core set of values and principles and we've got our planning philosophy and we stick by those tenants our job is not try to morph into something that attracts everyone you know that's just not we're not going to be able to serve people at a high level if we try to be everything to everyone and so the reason i did this and i talk about this in my classes is that you know 
we're not out here trying to convince everyone that they need to work with us. We've got a pretty stringent process we go through. And me personally, I don't accept a lot of clients personally anymore. It's through introductions from our current clients or family members of current clients. Or I, I do get referrals from, you know, financial, excuse me, estate planning attorneys and CPAs. But I'm at a point in my career where I want to be the last advisor our clients need. And to me, that's a lifelong commitment. And I want to make sure that the clients we're accepting, we're adding tremendous value to their scenario. We're giving them peace of mind and certainty about their future. And we want them to be excited about coming in to see me and the team of people that we have here in the office. And we want to be excited to see them because life is too short. So, so yeah, we are who we are. And the most important job we have is to find out what's truly important to our prospective clients and families and give them objective advice that will help them have the highest probability success of reaching their goals. So that's what it's all about. Makes a lot of sense. So the, the five reasons why someone should never hire a financial advisor and Scott taking us through all of these different ideas and concepts. If you like to check that portfolio every day, if trust doesn't come easy to you, if you think your advisor can predict the future <laughs> or you're 100% <laughs> satisfied and have total peace of mind already with your plan, these are all good reminders, Scott, and, and kind of a helpful message to consider today. And that final one, it's called loyalty, and we call it being loyal to your portfolio. And I see this on a weekly basis. Someone has a large position in one company. To them, that stock is like an old friend. You know, they're, they're familiar. It's like a comfortable sweater on a cold day. That person understands the value of diversification, but for some reason, they just can't seem to part with that favorite stock. And I see it quite often. Kansas City's got a large concentration of, of engineers. And if that, you know, through an ESOP plan or something like that, they're getting company stock. Sometimes it's hard to make that transition away. And so if you're in a situation where you really enjoy that stock and you have no, don't have the ability to diversify on, and spread that risk around, then you're probably better off just hanging on to that, not working with an advisor. Because a good advisor is going to, seek to have, again, good diversification and have a good solid plan and not, you know, banking your financial stability, you know, through a 10, 15, 30 year retirement on the balance sheet of one stock, one company. And so that's the big one. If it loyal to your portfolio, loyal to a single stock, you may want to not engage with a professional if that's the situation you find yourself in. So if these are the five reasons someone should never hire a financial advisor, Scott, I'm not going to ask you for an expanded five reasons why they should, but more just in general, who is a good fit to work with a financial advisor and who would benefit from such a relationship? That's a great question. I'll answer it this way. The people that find the most value working with us are folks that have been very fiscally conservative, you know, almost all their life. They've been diligent savers. And they've made sacrifices along the way to make sure that they have adequate resources to let them do what they want to do when they transition into retirement. And people that understand that financial planning retirement is complex, there's a multitude of factors that need to be evaluated when putting together a good financial plan, retirement plan, or estate plan. 
and they value the guidance of someone that's taken many people through a proven process, you know, having a guide. There's a reason that when people go to climb Mount Everest, that they hire a Sherpa because those Sherpas get them up the hill, but most importantly, they get them down the hill because most of the time, the deaths that occur when climbing Mount Everest happen on the way down because you've got to the top and now you're tired and it can be treacherous going down. So I think that's the folks that are value professional opinion, value having a trusted person on their team that's going to give them good advice, but also at the same time, tough love when it's needed. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes I have to really sit down and say, what you're asking me to do or what you're asking me about is not in your best interest. And let's explain why it isn't. So and just people that, again, want to strategically delegate a lot of those decisions to someone that is doing this on a day in day out basis and have helped people navigate it successfully, you know, for almost going on 19 years now. So those are the type of people that would look for working with an advisor if you fit into those categories. Well, it's helpful perspective, Scott, and I know that it's something that people are going to resonate with one or the other. You know, one of these reasons that we talked about, maybe that's a good clue for why you should never hire a financial advisor and and not necessarily saying you should change. You know, if you feel like you're at 10 on the peace of mind scale with your financial well-being and situation, well, don't just say, oh, okay, well, let me reevaluate that. Actually, I think I'm a five. Okay, now I'll come in. You know, I mean, it's never a bad thing to recheck with where you currently stand. But if you truly feel like you're a 10, then that's a good reason and stick with that. So these are good. These are really helpful. If you are interested in talking with Scott a little bit further about your situation, you didn't really match up with one of these five reasons you should never hire a financial advisor. Maybe you were the opposite of these things. You know, think about that. You're a, you're a one on the peace of mind scale or even only a five and you'd like to be a 10. That's a reason for a phone call or a meeting request. If you, you know, kind of understand that Scott's not going to be able to predict the future or you would want to move away from having the portfolio be checked every single day. And if you are a trusting person and you've got all of these different qualities that are the opposite of some of these reasons why you don't want to call, well, here's the way that you get in touch with Scott to begin a conversation. 913-393-4724 is the number to call. That's 913-393-4724. 4724 and always online at listen to scott.com that's where you can check out all the past episodes of the show and get in touch with scott via the website as well listen to scott.com scott that was uh, really helpful information glad you are feeling better sir and uh, we'll look forward to another podcast with you soon sounds great all right man take care that's scott dugan here on your retirement elevated hope you enjoyed the podcast for scott i'm walter we'll talk to you next time Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.